Hello, this is Joe McGee. You know, we've been doing seminars across the country for years. Seminars on marriage, parenting, men, money, and family. We want to encourage you to email us and let us know if this podcast has helped you. Or maybe you have joined us live at one of our seminars. If you have a testimony, you just want to tell us what God's doing in your life, please email us at mail at joemcgeeministries.com or you can contact us through our website, joemcgeeministries.com. There you will find helpful articles and tools to help you grow in God, your marriage, and your family. We love you guys. We hope you enjoy the podcast. Hey everybody, it's Angel and Joe, and we are so excited today to have our very special guests, David and Scarlett Horton. Now, Scarlett and I have known each other for many years. David and I are new friends, but they have an amazing story of restoration that is similar to ours. But I'd like for them to just take a minute because this is going to encourage so many people out there. Yes. So, David, why don't you just tell us real quick about your background and then how you and Scarlett met and what's brought you to this place right here? Well, briefly, uh, I've, I've basically been in the ministry my entire life. My father was a Pentecostal pastor and later an overseer for a denomination and uh, back in the early 70s in fact 1970 to be exact uh, Kenneth Hagan came to my dad's church and and um, held a, a meeting I was all of 13 years old in 1970 and um, now you can figure out how old I am <laughs> <Praise the Lord. laughs> and uh, so long story short we finally you know went through high school graduated and came to work for Brother Hagan in 1977 and uh, as a pianist and uh, a crusade organist and those things and uh, went to Rama and and uh, you know being a young man we finally uh, started dating some and that kind of thing and one of the dates that I went out <laughs> was a, a a young woman named Scarlett, <laughs> who is now sitting beside me here in the studio <laughs> and is my wife. Uh, so we went out on a date, and both of us, our lives kind of went separate directions after that, and we're both in the ministry, but uh, I married my wife, uh, had a wonderful marriage for 35 years, and Scarlett uh, uh, married, and we, uh, my wife passed away just a little over a year ago, and I found myself single again, which I didn't think that would ever happen. But here I was, single and alone, and I thought, oh, the, what the word says, it's not good for a man to be alone. Amen, brother. Yeah, Amen. I know. And uh started kind of seeking the Lord as a who it could be, and I had always known Scarlett, known of her ministry and her, her life, and always admired her and thought she was a beautiful woman and a great woman of God, besides that, great minister. And... uh uh, an, a miracle happened called Hurricane Michael. Uh, <laughs> just, uh, for all you Calvinists out there, you will enjoy the story. <laughs> that uh, there's a reason for everything. Yeah. So, uh, well, we word of faith people, we don't believe that so much. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Lutherans will love it. But uh, Christian reform. But. Um, uh, I, uh, Hurricane Michael happened, and uh, a, a mutual friend of ours had gone down the next day and to be with Scarlett during the time of the of the uh, hurricane in Panama City Beach, Florida, in Panama City, Florida, and um, uh, noticed uh, I noticed that uh, there was uh, the sign of the church. There was no building hardly, but the sign was still standing. And it said Pastor Scarlett Stevenson. Well, I knew that was her maiden name, 
and I didn't know what happened to the husband. I, I was wondering, did the hurricane, you know, perhaps suck him up into the ocean? <laughs> I didn't really care at that moment. Oh, Don't need to be sound, you know, calloused. But on the other hand, you know, a guy has to look out for himself. A little. <laughs> uh, so, uh, you know, whatever happened to the dude's none of my business. But uh, there was no dude, and I knew that she had remarried at one point. So I thought, wow, I wonder what happened to the dude. I didn't even know his name. And uh, so, uh, <laughs> so I started doing some research to see is Scarlet single, and uh, and uh, some diligence, due diligence there to find out what I could find out. Found out yes, indeed, she was single, and not only that, but uh, she had um, you know been single for a while, and so. I thought, wow, I mean, I didn't know. I mean, who knew? I mean, out of the loop. I got to get out more, you know, kind of thing. So I, <laughs> so I, uh, started contacting her. We started talking and the talking led to date number two. The first date was in 1980. We went on another date on December the 17th. And, um, uh, by January the 23rd, we were married. <laughs> That is a quick courtship. Yes. Now, Scarlett had actually made a declaration of independence that um, she was uh, never going. She was done with romance and marriage to me. But I kind of took that as a challenge. Come on. Instead of come on belief. But I understood, you know, some things that had happened. But on the same hand, uh, I thought, wow. Well, let's just see. You know, we'll just be friends. See what happens. And as it happened, we got married (laughs) very quickly. So we dated a total of of five weeks, I think, and wow, uh, and got married. So here we are, happy. I, I wish we had done that. To be honest yep, with you, we should have. Yes. Yes. Um, so Scarlett, from your perspective, when all because I'd spoken to Charlotte, Scarlett, I'm sorry, about two months. Wait, two months, who's Charlotte? <laughs> I don't know Charlotte, another, but I know Scarlett. I know, okay, okay. Uh, but I'd spoken to her, and I had said I was telling her about me and Joe that we got married and everything, and she was just like, "I'm so happy for you." She said, "I don't think I'm ever going to get married again." And then a few weeks later, I hear, "Oh, Scarlett's getting married." I'm like, "What?" <laughs> exactly. So, so what? Tell us what was going on from your perspective. Okay. Well, first of all, I didn't say I think I'm. I said I will never marry. That's what she said. And I said you probably shouldn't. You're not the best picker. But you upgraded in your picking skills. <laughs> Most definitely. I think you picked me, and then I. Yeah, I responded to that. Yes. Wonderful. But anyway, um, I had been through two divorces that were very, uh, one was very public and then one was, you know, horrible. Both of them were horrible divorces. Of course, divorce isn't beautiful no, in any horrible. case, you know. Horrible. So, um, and that, of course, was never my intention. And I'm, I'm pretty sure everybody that gets married would think that that's not your intention to end in divorce. Yeah. <clears throat> but I especially wanted uh, intact family and and for lots of different reasons, but one because of ministry, I was called and am called in full time ministry. So then you want to demonstrate, you know, <laughs> that be an example, <laughs> be an example, et cetera. But um, uh, so I, you know, was married first for twenty one years, and the next marriage for ten years. So I really felt like I put my heart into it. But you know, you can't make another person work for what you desire and want to have it really does does take two yes and i think sometimes we get under so much condemnation i know i was because of the marriages and the divorces i remember going to the lord after the second divorce thinking 
oh my gosh, if I ha- even have a voice in ministry anymore, right. am I done? Am I through with even just, you know, talking to people about the Lord because of the shame, the guilt, and and I remember the Spirit of God saying, and He has such a sense of humor, doesn't He? He said, I just want you to think of those two divorces as thing one and thing two. Oh. <laughs> I like the way God speaks to you. (laughs) You know, and I don't want to diminish divorce because it's horrible. It's horrible. But sometimes we go through things in life that are horrible. And the good news is we can get through them. And I think God had to make me laugh about it. And and just minimize it because it had gotten so huge that's that's all I could see. Well, we're, yeah, shame is we're huge. two divorces. Yeah, well, yeah, and and like like yourself, I had a very public divorce, and you feel like you're branded. Yeah, like uh, the filter now is failure, you know, and uh, so and the enemy magnifies that so much, and I think you know, just just you know, you don't feel like there's any hope for the future. You don't feel like. God still has a plan. You just feel like I've been tossed aside. There, there you go. I, I man, I came out of the gate swinging, but man, I got my teeth kicked up, kicked out. So, so how did you get from from that, from this guard being up, from the shame to to opening up your heart? Well, I think just you know that was very important. The Lord speaking to me about just it's just a thing. It just happened. Things mm-hmm. happen, and we we have to move past it. Not just in our everyday life, but in our mind, mm. in our emotions. That's good. Otherwise, we just stay stuck and stay hurt and stay bitter and and all those things we don't want to be, you know. And plus depression, et cetera. So he he really freed me with that. Um, and then too, I think that um, my decision was well based on one thing: if I never get married, then I'll never get a divorce again. So <laughs> yeah, that's safe. The plan is safe now. I've got to figure it out. <laughs> so I'll solve it with then I'll just scratch off mar- ever being married again. Right. And and I know that's probably a wall, huge wall to put up and everything. But I think it was good for me for a time just to be really satisfied and being alone and being mm-hmm. happy and being in ministry. And doing, you know, having the freedom to do, you know, what God said, do at any time and season. So it was really nice. I, I really um, became, I think, whole during that time. And um, so that was probably a really good place for a time. Mm-hmm. And, um, but then <laughs> when David started contacting me after a hurricane, we, we went through a horrible hurricane uh, in Panama City, a lot, 85% of damage to buildings and homes. You know, mm-hmm. it was just devastating. Still is a lot of restoration to be done. But David started contacting me. And so, um, I, you know, was very interested in him as far as just friend and companion, but as far as marriage. I texted him one day. I said, "Well, I'm, I'm would love to be a friend, a companion, <laughs> but I'm finished with marriage and romance." And so he texted back and said, "Well, I can I can understand that because he knew some of the story from my friend and all." But um, <laughs> so from then on, I thought, "Well, now I can relax because he knows what where I'm not going to go." You know, with that. <clears throat> so the more we talked and talked and talked, the more. I felt like, you know, this is getting dangerous. <laughs> yeah. You're going to slip. Yeah. We're getting close to the creek bank. What's going on? Yeah. Oh, it was tough. It was a real battle, you know, in me. And I remember asking the Lord one day. I didn't really expect an answer, but I just said, what are you doing? God, what are you doing? But I heard him say so clearly, I'm doing you a favor. Mm. And so I, it really impacted me. I wrote it down, dated it. I didn't dare... Dear tell David, but 
because we weren't at that place. I didn't feel like, or maybe I wasn't ready. But um, it was really um, a turning point for me opening up to mm-hmm. having a relationship again. And so uh, we began to really talk more. And uh, you want to take it from here, Dave? <laughs> well, um, let's talk about our first date um, in our second date. Okay, our first date, everyone needs to know this, that on our first date, of course, you know, we were how old? I was, uh, you were like, mm-hmm. I, yeah, and so I'm, I'm like 23 years old. We're on our first date, and at being the southern gentleman that I am, I asked her if I could kiss her, and she said no. So. Wow. <laughs> Scarlet. Yeah, that's a good start. <laughs> Woo. 37 years later, mm-hmm. I'm still waiting for this first kiss. <laughs> Woo. So I knew for some reason I, Christmas was coming up and the way our relationship was going with just talking and uh, uh, talking. In fact, one night I said, Scarlett, we've been talking five hours and, you know, 40 minutes, like heading to six hours on the phone. And we weren't getting any sleep before this phone calling business that was going on. <laughs> and I thought, you know, we've either got to slow this down, stop it, or get together because this is crazy. You know, we're going to kill ourselves with sleep deprivation <laughs> therapy. You know, uh, we'll go to Est next. You know. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but anyway, uh, we were just talking, and and uh, and so I thought. Man, I really, I just had this, this sense that I needed to, to have a face to face, you know, date, like an actual date before Christmas. Cause we had tried to, we had looked at one date, maybe getting together somewhere and it didn't work out. And so Scarlett being, just being, uh, Scarlett and being polite said, well, it's no big deal if we don't get together. Before the holidays, we can always try to, you know, meet up in, in January. I, I'm living in Tampa, and she's a few hours away in, in the Panhandle. And so I thought, wow, I don't want, I don't know, just something about it. I just feel, felt like we need to get together before Christmas. I just had this this sense that that needed to happen. And, of course, I wanted to see her anyway. So I had to uh, take uh, my elderly mother to... Uh, to meet my sister, we met in South Georgia. My my sister lives in Athens, and so I thought, well, I'll take my I'll take my uh, my mother up there. And this was on was going to happen on December seventeenth, see, the week before Christmas and all starts. And I knew I had to do some traveling to be with my children who all live on the West Coast. And I thought, wow, you know, how is this going to happen? And I thought, I have only one day. Just that's it. December 17th, it was like an important, you know, date. So I got to thinking Valdosta is only an hour and a half from Tallahassee and is another only hour and a half from Panama City. We could meet there, you know, go to dinner, um, you know, uh, we could stay overnight in separate rooms. We have receipts for... uh, For anyone on credential boards that want to see... Yes. Uh, see, if you want to check it out, you know, you can ask us. We'll send those to you. But um, <laughs> we, uh, so we decided, well, let's just, yeah, we'll go to dinner. We'll stay over. Maybe the next morning, you know, if it goes well, we'll have breakfast together in the hotel and then go our separate ways, you know, like 
mature adults. So um, it ended up that we had a very nice dinner. We stayed up till about midnight talking. Uh, the next morning, we decided about 8.30, we'd meet in the lobby and have breakfast. And then, you know, probably an hour later at the most, say goodbye and, you know, see where it goes. So at a quarter till 12, we were still talking from breakfast. So I said, well, it's almost noon. Let's have lunch. <laughs> so we went across the street to a Mexican restaurant and uh, in Tallahassee, and we had lunch. Well, lunch went till almost 4. Oh, wow. So... We couldn't we couldn't separate. So I she said, Well let's do dinner and I said, Well we could but we both had appointments. So we departed and, and, and she said something wonderful. Scarlett said, I don't want to leave. I wanna stay, you know, and talk to you and I thought, Okay, this is really happening. In the meantime, she and uh her her daughter had actually invited me to stop in in, in Dallas during Christmas. And I, th- I said, now, Scarlett, listen, we've got to talk about this no romance thing. You're, in- you're inviting me to meet the family. This is like, <laughs> yeah, I know where this is going. Yeah, <laughs> this, is, uh, this is all out of whack. So <laughs> anyway, long story short, I agreed to stop in a couple of days in Dallas. Um, we actually did a meeting here. Uh, I did. I was invited to do the New Year's Eve service for our good friends Mark and Janet Brzee uh, here in in, uh, in Tulsa and and so Scarlett had said, well, I want to go to that meeting. <laughs> so I said, okay, well, if we're going to go at the meeting, I couldn't bear not her sitting by me during the meeting. So people started, you know, watching live streaming. Who's the blonde sitting next to David Horton? You know, <laughs> in the meeting. Yeah, it's interesting dating with the whole world watching yes, you. Yes. <laughs> All your partners and people. <laughs> right. What are you doing? Who is this? What is it going to mean? You know, where are you moving to? You know, <laughs> my church was like, "Are you leaving us?" You yeah. know, oh, yeah. <laughs> and my church was saying, "Are you leaving us?" <laughs> I know. We, it was just insane. Anyway, long story short, we decided um, actually. I think I think we I mean I think we were falling but I think we really fell in love on New Year's Eve and we were here in Tulsa uh when that happened after the service and, Did you get a kiss? And, uh, I kissed I, him. I, oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, I got Happy a New kiss. Year. Happy I, New Year. I really got a nice kiss. Happy New Year. And kind of said it all. So, um we started talking and finally Scarlett said, well, you know, we we, we were looking at our travel. We were going to be at some of the same meetings together. Brother Copeland's Minister's Conference, and then uh, at Rama for Winter Bible Seminar, and then we had a a, conf- a prayer conference in, in France that we both wanted to go to. And so our, our calendars were already pre-booked for us. I mean, how do you make this up, you know, and pre-booked and said, well, I guess we'll just have to, you know, go there. And then I'm thinking, well, we'll have to be in separate hotel rooms uh, and and have receipts ready for uh, <laughs> per- yeah. credential committee yeah. that yes. wants yes. to know. So, at uh, any rate, we <laughs> we um, we ended up uh, talking about well, maybe we should just get married, you know. And and so finally, Scarlett had the idea. Well, let's get married at Brother Copeland's Ministers Conference. And so I I I texted uh, Terry Pearsons, you know her and her husband George, pastor at Eagle Mountain Church. I said, "Well, what do you think about us getting married at, 
you know, at Eagle Mountain during, oh, yes, yes, we must have it. So we got a text from Brother Copeland. He says, I'm so excited. This is the first time we've had a, a marriage at the conference. <laughs> you know, we were, it was so nuts. So one morning after all this was planned and everything, I woke up and, and, uh, I had told Scarlett, I'm laughing hysterically. I can't even stop laughing. I said I had this weird dream that we met for for a, a, a date in Tallahassee, and then after that we got married at Brother Copeland's ministers' conference. It's like one of these dreams, you know. It's like a spaghetti <laughs> yeah, spaghetti vision, you know, right, right. too much pasta. <laughs> and uh, I said you can't make this stuff up, you know. And uh, but sure enough, it all happened just like that, and and we're just thrilled. We're like. In fact, our friends are like, you, you people are not right, you know. We're just... Well, and I've known Scarlett for many, many years, and it's so good to see her so happy. Thank you. There were times that we both walked through some dark times, and it's so good to see God's restoration. And let's talk about that, because there's people that are listening here that do feel stamped, do feel labeled uh, a failure, or, or they may have lost a significant right. other and feel like, my that's it. I'm over. Time to right. check out. Yeah. Which is such a big lie for the enemy. I mean, I I told you earlier today that I can so clearly remember the moment that I was laying in bed and said, God, did you forget about me? And it was just a very pivotal moment in my life. And I know that that's how the enemy does. If he can't hold you back or trip you up or make you feel like a failure or a loss, he will sometimes push you so fast that, you know, you lose sight of it, your relationship with him, and you, you, you know, start stop listening. So in those moments, like when you went through the second divorce, or when your children were so affected, I, that that was probably the hardest thing for me going through a divorce is how much it affected my children. Or, or like you said, you felt like, you know, God, I had a voice of ministry and now it's gone or it's not as effective or I have to kind of apologize for my yeah. where I where I am. You know, what is it in you, Scarlett? That word of encouragement that you could say to somebody that because there's people that are listening today that feel exactly like you did. They may not have the exact same circumstances, but they feel that 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 disappointment, that loss, that that condemnation, that that shame. Right, for sure. Um, I would say that um, you've got to get out of the victim mentality. Mm-hmm. I'm a victim. All this has happened to me. Why me? I don't understand what I've done to deserve this. You know, all that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You really have to stay out of that. And um, stay, you know, with the Lord, with the presence of the Lord, and with the Holy Ghost, and let Him encourage you because He's an encourager. He comforts. The Holy Ghost is a comforter. And so, um, I think removing myself from I'm the victim, mm-hmm. and and you can do that with the words of your mouth too. When people start feeling See, that's, sorry, that's powerful. That is powerful you? right there. Yeah. I mean, I had to tell somebody the other day that they were talking about how bad I had it and all this. And I said, but I'm I'm not the victim. I'm not the victim. Because that's not what Christ made us. He made us more than conquerors. And that means we've conquered. We're more than conquerors, you know. And and really, um, I heard a a story years ago about that scripture that really ministered to me was uh, like a a prize fighter would fight a battle Mm -hmm. like Evander Holyfield or, you know, Mike Tyson, somebody like that tremendous uh, boxer and would fight the you know the match win the match go home with the check and hand it to his wife you know and they said that he's a conqueror but she's more than a conqueror <laughs> for sure because she gets the money you yeah. know and hadn't done anything except go to the beauty parlor and the you know 
right. nail place. <laughs> so, and that's really what Christ did for us. Mm-hmm. You know, he fought the battle. And we're more than conquerors. He conquered, but we're more than conquerors. And when we receive that through these situations um, and and let him do a work in us and talk to us about mm-hmm. it, talk us through it. And then, you know, I went to counseling, too. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm i advocate for counseling. Um, I, I got on depression medicine for a year. You know, mm-hmm. I don't I don't like medicine. I'm really not against it, but I just never really wanted to take a lot of medicine of any kind. But I knew I needed help that first year after the first divorce. And I did the same thing. It's, oh, it's my. Because your anxiety level is so high. And there's, you know, it's just, you know, you feel like, I don't know if you remember that cartoon, Ricochet Rabbit. Bing, bing, bing. Stuff is just coming from every Everywhere. direction. You yeah. Know? And not only do you lose your family and your ministry at times, but, you know, financially, it can be oh, devastating. Yeah. So there's so many uh, parts to that. And uh, and I remember you know, a ministry uh, to me at one point, a prophecy or something, one, one pastor said, you know, God's going to restore things suddenly to you. Mm. Well, that was like years ago. And I thought, suddenly. But the Spirit of God said immediately and suddenly are two different things. It might not be immediate. Got it. But it's it's been really sudden, very suddenly in this case, and I think yeah. in your case too. Absolutely. But it wasn't immediate. No, so. uh, no, there was a twelve year gap <laughs> of standing in faith for that immediate. But no, but I mean, it it was it's amazing. Sometimes I sit and think, is this really happening? Has God really turned this around? Yeah. So yeah, it's exciting. And in those times, you, you know, we learn to trust Him, yeah. and we learn to do the next right thing. Yeah. I really, you know, just daily, I said, I just got to do the next right thing for me, for my children, That's and good. for God. And that path always leads. You know, and you know that uh, so many times, I think what you said, do the right thing, because uh, you know, when I <clears throat> stood those twelve years. You know, I had to to make choices that were best for my children. I had to make choices not not always that were the best for me personally. And there's a lot of sacrifice, but God honored that. And there's restoration. So I think too, if you're going through it, man, just keep doing what you know is right. And it, it sometimes it felt like I had cement blocks on my feet just trying to move forward. Oh yeah. And um, <clears throat> and so uh, but God is there. He's working. He just doesn't always work in our time. You know, I love this saying someone said to me one time, you know, uh, though God has anointed me to preach the gospel, it takes me the same faith it takes you to live it. Yeah. So just yeah. just because you, you know, see people that, that have uh, stand in front of you and everything, it doesn't mean that they haven't been through trials and tribulations. Sometimes they've been through, you know, they've been through a boxing match, yes. basically, spiritually. Mm-hmm. But, uh, David, if you could, just if you would just take a minute and just pray for people that are listening out there today that that are coming through coming through the other side they are not like you said they may have been victimized but they're right. not victims yeah. right well uh, i just want to say this that you need you need to believe one thing and that is that no matter what you've been through you know you might be a person that actually caused a divorce or or the you might be the person listening that said well, that's all well and good, you know, but uh, man, I'm I'm the one that messed up. I'm the one that had the affair or did something that was untoward in some way. Uh, is there any hope for me? You know, thank God for the grace of God Amen. and and mm. the mercy of Christ. And the the um the Bible says that we're saved 
uh, Ephesians 2.8, we're saved by grace through faith. Uh, we're not just initially saved by grace through faith. We're continually Thank saved <laughs> by grace through faith every single day. It is not of ourselves. It is the gift of God. So you have to eventually uh, stop um, beating yourself up or, or, or even like uh, Scarlett said, you know, if you're if you're more on the victim side, if you were the one that was victimized by the situation, uh, you have to let that go. Uh, I know for me and probably uh, um, uh, Brother Joe here, we could say the same thing. You have to let go of grief. You have to yep. let go of what was. And if it was sometimes if it was wonderful and beautiful, it's harder to let go of it than if it was, you know, not so great. Sure. But uh, for for me, it was a, a beautiful relationship, wonderful uh, no complaints, and yet I had to, uh, you know, I had to just let go of that. So that's my prayer for you today is, you know, Father, in Jesus' name, Lord, we just bring those to you that um, no matter what the, the the situation is, that the circumstances has affected people. And, Lord, I thank you for your love and your mercy and your grace to each and every one of us. Lord, that you do heal the brokenhearted. Yes. Come on. And that you do cause all things to become new. And Lord, I thank you that even those that feel the most hopeless today, that that scripture in Ephesians, now unto him who is able to do abundantly above, exceedingly abundantly above, all, even our uh, Amplified says, even our highest dreams, our highest prayers, our highest faith, our best day when we prayed the best prayer with the best faith. Father, I thank you that those things are, uh, are brought to pass in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We are so excited to have you guys with us today. Yes. And so excited about what God's doing. Tell us, how could we get in touch with your ministry if somebody has a question or maybe wants to have you guys? Uh, sure. Um, you can you can contact uh, either one of us through uh, um, our our web uh, page, which is uh, davidhortonministries.org. And um, we also have Facebook pages. And um, uh, Scarlett has the Goodness of God Church in um, uh, Panama City Beach. We have graceharvest.net also in Tampa. And uh, so there's several ways that you can find us on the Internet. So, Or if you don't catch that, you can always send us a message here at mail at joemcgeeministries.com, and we will happily forward Great. that to yes. them. Thank you so much for being Thank our guest Thank you, guys. Today. This is an awesome pleasure. story, awesome testimony. Yeah. So make sure you join us next week when we will have another surprise guest with yes. us. Joe, I've never heard you talk so little. I know. I'm getting much better. <laughs> You I squeezed my hand the whole time, though. You squeezed my I was, hand. I was just kidding. I was that was a love squeeze. That wasn't a shh squeeze. Uh, sh- oh, I thought that was shh. <laughs> I took it the same way, though. I love that. All right. <laughs> hey, thanks for joining us. Love you guys. Love you guys. Hey, thanks for listening today. Be sure to join us Monday, Wednesday, and Friday to hear more of what God can do in your life. He's got a great future for you and your family, and we are here to help you get there. Make sure and go to our website, JoeMcGeeMinistries.com. We've got all sorts of materials, books, DVDs, you name it, all there to help you, your marriage, and your family succeed.